Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Here on The Humble Farmer, thank you for listening. One morning, I heard the people on the news talking about a football game that they called the Super Bowl that had been played the day before. 
I called my friend Julian and asked him if he'd watched it, and he says he did. When I asked him what happened, I was not surprised to hear him say that he fell asleep. This is good. What else is television for? Natalie Cole getting her kicks on Route 66. And here's a question for the No Things Considered part of this main private radio program. Imagine you're on your way to work and you come across a child drowning in a shallow pond. You're tall enough that you can run in and rescue the child, but if you do, you'll ruin your new suit. Should you save the child? Well, if you think about this, you know that it depends on where you are on the corporate ladder 
or where you want to be on the corporate ladder. Have you ever heard of anyone who got to the top by worrying about the health and welfare of anyone but himself? If I were rich, you've heard people say it. If I were rich, ever think of what you'd do if you were rich? Some people would buy everyone a pump. All buy everyone a pump so there'd be no water in the cellar. Other people would simply plug the leak so there'd be no need of a pump. You, different way of thinking. Here are some more hypothetical examples. You can think of all kinds of these. If I were rich, I'd start a hospital for children who had head injuries. B. If I were rich, I'd give little kids a free bike helmet so there'd be no head injuries. If I were rich, I'd give everyone gold-plated dishes to catch the water that drips on the table on rainy days. Other people might patch all the leaky roofs. You can agree, you can see that we all have a different idea of what we'd do if we were rich. 
A. If I were rich, I'd see that poor kids didn't go hungry. B. If I were rich, I'd have a clinic for free vasectomies and I'd triple the size of main family planning. And in a very few years, there would be no hungry children. A. If I were rich, I'd double the amount of welfare payments. B. If I were rich, I'd give everyone a free college education so there'd be no need of welfare. If I think about this before, isn't this an interesting concept? Some people would buy everyone a pump so there'd be no water in the salon. Because others would simply plug the leak so there'd be no need of a pump. Walking along, minding my business, went out of an orange colored sky. Flash, bam, Alakazam, wonderful you came by. I was humming a tune, drinking in sunshine, went out of that orange colored view. I've been hit. This is it. This is it. I was walking along, minding my business, when love came and hit me in the eye. My, that was a abrupt there. Natalie Cole here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Thank you again for listening. An email that came the other day says, Welfare benefits pay more than a minimum wage job in 35 states and the District of Columbia. Even worse, welfare pays more than $15 an hour in 13 states. According to the study, welfare benefits have increased faster than minimum wage. It's now more profitable to sit at home than it is to earn an honest day's pay. 
I've heard my wife Marsha tell about this. It's nothing new. When my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, was in college at UConn over 40 years ago, she took a course in which one of the assignments was to try to live on welfare or minimum wage. She, and probably the other students in the class, discovered that the viable option was to live on welfare because minimum wage did not pay them anywhere near enough to get by. They couldn't live on it. What was the lesson Marsha and her classmates learned? We can get people off welfare by paying them a living wage. Minimum wage doesn't do the job. And wouldn't you believe that it's much more difficult to live on minimum wage now than it was 40 years ago? One of the reasons the very rich do not want poor children to go to college is because they learn things like Marsha learned, this concept. Unless you want a dysfunctional society, everyone who works in a factory or in your backyard must be paid a living wage. Yes, a college graduate would be contributing more to our social system by paying much more in taxes than an uneducated person. But on the downside, you've got to think of that, on the downside... Educated people are much more likely to vote for a Democratic Congress which would vote to raise the minimum wage. You can see that this is a vicious upward spiral. More education results in higher wages, which results in even more education, which results in even higher wages. And of course we can't have that. What percentage of the population do you think would want to live on welfare if they could earn a living wage. You'll never know because it's not going to happen in your lifetime in this country.
Gamma. Sonny Stitt coming up. Do you get emails from your friends at Move On asking you to sign this petition or that petition? You are assured that your signature will help keep a few greedy rich people from seizing even more of your tax dollars and sending your tax dollars off to a secret account on the Cayman Islands. But then, what happens after you have signed? You know what happens after you've signed. Another page pops up asking you to contribute $13 in seed money or $133 in seed money or $666 in seed money or $1,333 in seed money. If you do not plant seeds, you are not going to raise a crop. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself if the purpose of sending you that move-on petition was to get your signature or to get seed money? Only cynical old main men wonder what is done with all that seed money.
That's on the seventh. That's <laughs> only blow sunny state. <laughs> Maybe Gene Ammons. I don't know who's on there with him. Do you? Thank you for listening to the humble farmer. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite station. Thank you again for listening. My wife, Marsha, you've heard me tell about my wife, Marsha, from time to time. My wife, Marsha's youngest child, teaches school. So I was surprised to hear from her the other day. And I asked my wife, why isn't, why isn't she in school? And my wife said, it's Sunday.
Ghana. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. One day a radio friend asked me in an email why I had something on my Facebook page that would indicate to even a casual observer that I wasn't very clever. Because anyone who spent any time at all on my web pages would be likely to find more than one of these little items. Although I didn't say that, I did write back that I'm not afraid to admit that there are many things I don't know. You know this. For years and years on my radio show, I talked about all the incredibly stupid things I have done. Doing numb things makes one human, and although 49-50% of the people might not want a person who does stupid things to be president of their country, they might enjoy reading about numb people in a Mark Twain or, or O. Henry story. And they might enjoy hearing this person tell stories about himself and his friends on the radio. Years and years ago, long before computers, my newspaper column was carried in over 50 newspapers in, in the United States and Canada. And for years, when I submitted my newspaper column, it always had one misspelled word in it. It gave people a feeling of superiority to find their error in my writing. It made them feel good. I'm in the business of helping people feel good about themselves. I often do it at the expense of doing or saying things that let them feel superior to me. Think about this. You can really dislike someone who knows more than you do, but it's really hard to dislike someone you think is stupid. Sun pulls away from the shore, and our boat sinks slowly in the west. We approach the island of Lulu, <coughs> spelled backwards. Ulul. <coughs> ah, in the distance we hear Spike Jones and his wacky wackakians. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
How long has it been since you turned on your radio and heard Spike Jones? The email I got said, Our newest DVD, Girls Gone Wild, Wildest Bar in America, is a coast-to-coast search for the craziest clubs loaded with the hottest girls. Wouldn't it be fun to travel to Fort Myers, Florida, looking for the wildest trailer park south of Georgia? Yes, there are probably many parks in Florida that would take honorable mention. I have seen 80-year-old women lie by the pool until their wrinkled skin was black and crusted. I have seen retired doctors and bankers, octogenarians all, sneak out an hour before sunrise to illegally water their parched lawns. I have seen a woman go back north in April with one aged husband, only to return in November with a different one. And he didn't last out the season. I have seen, with my own eyes, four people with a combined age of 368 playing bridge until 9.30 p.m. Yes, I have seen seniors gone wild.
Thank you for listening to the humble farmer here on your favorite radio station, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you again for listening. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, and of course I'd love to hear from you. Years and years ago, an airplane was getting ready to leave the Air Force Base up at Limestone, Maine, and my friend Winky was waiting for the truck to arrive to pump out the aircraft's sewage holding tank. The captain of that airplane was in a hurry, but the truck was late in arriving, and there was so much snow and so much ice around, it took a long, long time for Winky to hook up the hose to pump out the tank. When the captain of the plane said that he was going to see that Winky was punished for being so slow, Winky said, Sir, I have no stripes. It is twenty below zero. I am stationed in Limestone, Maine, and I am pumping sewage out of an airplane. What could you do to punish me? The captain said, There's always recess duty. <laughs>